Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David, and I'm joined with, as usual, this is Lewis. Guys. How are you guys doing today? Enjoying this fine weather. Uh, and as always, pretty sure guys has better weather than us, as always. I hope oh, it's, it's, it's super sunny right now. Uh, man, <laughs> you never, I, since we've been doing this podcast, it hasn't rained one day over there. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's like 90 degrees here this weekend. Like, just perfect to just stay on the beach. I was on the beach for like six hours yesterday. Six hours. It's what, like a li- what a life you live. Did you go to the I can't park? stay on the beach for six hours here. Fucking beaches here. I'm, like, I'm actually not. I'm, not, I'm actually not that into the beach, but you know, if guys, everyone else is guys was telling me he hung out on the boardwalk yesterday, and then he went to the lighthouse. Oh, okay. My favorite place ever. Just love lighthouse. And the, I, feel that, like, I feel like someone from lighthouse is gonna listen and just be like more and more upset. They should more. move me down there and have me manage that place because of how much I love that movie. Meanwhile, here in New York, it's 65 degrees, and we act like it's 102. People got it's, tank it's tops funny. on. No, nah, it's funny because this weekend has been a little mixed with the weather. Yeah, yes, it was and horrible. I've I'm, I'm been covering the Tribeca Film Festival, and we have to wait our line outside to go into the theater. And we get rain, we get oh, we man. get wind, and then today, it's like 80 degrees out. Oh, so before we start anything, you want to go over your experiences this weekend? It's good. It's good? No, nah, uh, this is my third year going. Uh, started early this week on Wednesday. Saw the movie Film Flower, directed by uh, Henry Winkler's son Max Winkler. It's really good. The reviews on the on the site. Friday we saw this. I saw this movie called Aardvark. It's with uh, Zachary Quinto and John Hamm and Jenny Slate. Oh, I like Zachary Quinto. You won't like this movie. Really? You won't. This <laughs> like mo- it, it's so. It's. I think this movie is takes about 30 to 40 minutes to try to get it keeps me interested for 30 or 40 minutes because we think it's going somewhere and then probably by the hour mark i'm like oh you really aren't going anywhere you don't want to tell me anything that's interesting it's so like it's like watching what it's like watching lost <laughs> that's how i felt oh. lost. <laughs> so you're not a fan of loss like me no like i i felt like that's how i felt like season like i'm in season three i'm like all right you aren't really going anywhere. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> did you finish the At show? All. Did you ever finish the show? I, I did finish it, and I finished it begrudgingly and was really upset when it ended. I was, thinking, it wasn't. <laughs> I was thinking that that show might be, to me, because I know I get shit for it all the time from people that do like the show, I think it's probably top two most overrated shows of all time. For where I mean, it, for, I, it, for the hype that it like has... S- for the hype that it has yeah, and, how, and where it went. That's the first season I've ever seen, though. Like, one of the first first seasons of any show I've watched was Lost. Even though it didn't really go anywhere. But that, that first season was great. Well, speaking of overrated, that it. takes us to our first topic of the day. So, a new Netflix show debuted about two weeks uh, ago. I've heard a lot of controversy about this one. And our fellow friend from California loves the show. I yeah. like the show. The show is 13 Reasons Why. And I figured we can, you can tell us why you love it, and then I can give you my reasons for why I think it's flawed in certain aspects. I like the show. I don't love it. Did you get a chance to see it yet? Or I'm still trying yet? to finish uh, the get down for the oh, reviews. Yeah, so, no, I, review have not, I have not got a chance to watch. It's, it's a good show, but I think it's very facetious in certain ways. But... Gee, you said you love the show, right? Wait, why? 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 I'll get to my points. <laughs> I want you to go. You go first. What are you sounding mad offended? Apparently, first apparently, of all, apparently I like I've it. I've never seen G really that like offended on this. Well, apparently I'm 
all of my feelings and like, oh, I just love the show. You sounded so mad at Paul right now. <laughs> I've never seen G that upset before. Like he legit looked. I, I think he wanted to just fly over here and just <laughs> punch me in the mouth for I, saying I, that. Because like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like thinking about okay, like all my creative friends, they probably really love it. And then and, like when you like put that thing up on like Facebook, I was like, oh, he didn't really like it. And I was like, I didn't understand why. I mean, well, I-, I haven't seen it, but everybody that I. I usually run to for opinions on shows. They all tell me it's not that good. But uh, I'll let Dave go to his point. Well, I mean, it's I don't. It's not that I don't think it's. I think it's a good show. I really do. But there's certain aspects of the show that I'm like, okay, it's not. It doesn't keep me. It. it I watched it because I wanted to finish it. And I wanted to see the hype. But if this show is directed at teens, I don't feel like it'll keep them involved for 13 episodes. It's one of those shows that the emotional it, it it ends on a very emotional hot and I guess down note. It's a very downer of an episode. But how many people are actually gonna get to that thirteenth episode? Because it seems like by the sixth episode, I I felt I was tuned out. There was a lot of things in it that I was just like, okay. And when I don't want to get into spoiler territory at all on this because I know there's still a lot of people that are catching up to the show. But there's certain things on the show that I'm just like, really? It, everything falls into a place that it's too tidy. It's too neat at the end that just it's not, it, it doesn't, it's too clean. It doesn't feel believable. And you know, that's not, you, you've gotten some, some heat on your end for, you know, the people on your end. You, you mentioned that people think that you, that the show glorifies suicide. Yeah. And that it's a, like, it's a very irresponsible show to like to make something that like, it's supposed to be entertaining because like it's it's tackling like a serious subject matter and it has to deal with that and i think deals with it in a fairly realistic way like for the most part but then it also has to be an entertaining show that's kind of a mystery and you kind of have to figure out what's going on and like they don't think that using that topic to kind of tell a story like that is responsible they think that it like it will encourage you know teenagers who are maybe feeling that way to go about doing it that way, like similar to how that character does her thing on the show. Yeah. You know, they just think it's really irresponsible for, you know, because it is aimed at teens. Like, there's, it's definitely not in our demographic. They're not selling that show to us. It's yeah, being sold to yeah, people. Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely one of the things I heard that it definitely wasn't towards our generation. It's more of a younger crowd. But it's I, a younger crowd. I mean, like, and since, like, Selena Gomez, like, produced it, and, like, you know, like, her fan base is mostly young, you know, so it's being sold to people that, you know, are in her or in her like kind of wheelhouse and like i i understand that debate but i've never been one to say that like people shouldn't write or do certain things because you know so and so might watch it and take it the wrong way that I mean like you're you're allowed to have like your own creative uh you know view on things and like you should be able to write something that you you have to tell the story the way that you think is realistic and i know some people might not understand that and some people might take it the wrong way and like might try to imitate it but it's i don't think it's my, like a writer's responsibility to really worry about what other people are going to do when they watch it that's entirely like up to them and i i agree with you because that's the thing with all form of media you're going to always you're going to always have someone that's not gonna agree with how you present it but that's why everyone should have their own method of expressing what they believe in right and my there's a new york times article that i read kind of 
uh, talking about the show that kind of goes with the issues I have. And I wrote it down. It's a, it's a quote uh, from the New York Times. And it says, the show doesn't make Candace downward progress convincing. It's too off, it too often feels artificial, like a very long public, public service announcement. And that's what I felt. I felt like everything just, you know, from episode, I would say the first three episodes, I was like, okay, this feels really natural. Everything feels good. Then everything, like everything in the world that's bad happens to her in the span of like five months. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what, I will say though, like I, for some teenagers, I think that that can kind of happen though. Like, like, like the world kind of crash in on you, like from all directions, like within like you know a short time span. Like there are certain people that feel that way. Like they're just getting kind of hit at every single angle, and like I don't think that's well. I, the the, the one thing I guess I will say that if you're looking at it as a if the show is obviously in under Hannah's point of view or Clay's point of view, I can see where as a teen, you'd feel everything is, go you know, everything is going up against you. Yeah. But from someone that I, I went through my share of being bullied during grammar school and high school, it just doesn't. That's why I have my, you know, my personal experience that I could compare to the show. And it doesn't it really didn't feel that natural to me and that's why i feel you know it's nothing against the show i think it's well done i think the two leads are fantastic but in terms of my personal experience seeing what the show did uh i don't you know i guess that's where my biggest issues come from like i said i do recommend everyone to to see it and to get a, their own personal opinion as you can see like me and guys don't hate it guys loves it i just don't like it as much as he did and lou if you see it definitely give us your opinion on it i shall Hopefully I'll see it right well, speaking about down. the demographic thing with that show, too, it came out this week that it was the most tweeted about Netflix show ever, which kind of indicates, like, who's watching it. Like, most people tweeting about it are probably 14, 15. Yeah, high school, 16. early college students. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, but it, it was the most, like, tweeted about show in Netflix history. So, like, they are kind of, like, Netflix doesn't really usually release numbers for how many people are streaming their shows, but they'll release stuff like that to kind of show, like, how many people are really into it and i guess that came out this week that it was the most tweeted about netflix show oh wow and did not know that that's good and to, to finish off our little uh netflix convo uh some tv news carmen san diego is coming to netflix yep it is and, gina rodriguez uh, yeah. gina rodriguez jane, jane the virgin, virgin. Jinx. You guys watching the Virgin? I, I, I it's funny because I I watched the first like ten episodes. I got um I got I told Jen about it. Jen binges as she loves the show. I love the show and I haven't gotten past the tenth episode because I just haven't made time for it. That show. Yeah, I was all in season one. Like I watched all of season one and then season two started and I just didn't watch it and I felt really bad because I have no, it's nothing against it. Like it wasn't like it was like I had a bad feeling after season one. I think I just started watching other stuff or I just got too busy and I just don't include it in my TV viewing anymore. And you have a but lot of shows that you have to watch. So. I have to lie. I do. And so, like, you know, Jenny, yeah. Jenny person gets pushed down the list, but I do like, I like, I love Jenny Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I used to watch, I don't know if you guys used to watch this. It used to be on, I, it wasn't PBS. It was on channel 13 and I used to watch well, it. You, at, it was, it was world in the world is Carmen San Diego, but yeah. it was like a, it was like a game show. It was or a game show. Right? Yeah, I watched it. It was right, oh, yeah. it came on right after Zoom. Right after Zoom. And then after Carmen San Diego, they used to play Wishbone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Wishbone or Ghost Rider, one of the two. Wishbone was so boring. 
What's wrong with Wishbone? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wishbone was like a, a watered down uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Why? How? It was, the, it's educational. The fucking dog just went into the stories. It was like, I'm rather, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. I'd rather watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? I, no one's going to disagree with you. Exactly. But shout out to Zoom, though. That was a great show. What happened, G? They should revive that, by the way. I, are you would love I hope revive. they never do a revive Are You Afraid of the Dark. It's one of those like shows that I don't. Th- I really don't think it would work now. Unless th- unless they do a um, a revival that's targeted at adults. Yeah, the kids nowadays, oh, man. They, they, like super dark. Yeah, like you bring back the original <laughs> Midnight Society. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they're not doing much right now. So you bring... <laughs> You bring back the original Midnight Society and you have a darker tone and you throw that shit on Netflix, I'm hooked. I don't yeah, know. You, you should put that show oh. on to kids nowadays the way they're raised. Yeah, forget about it. A nightmare well, for realistically, weeks. you can't have a bunch of adults sitting by a campfire telling ghost stories. Well, you could in terms of like if you have this on like on a sat, if, you know, storyline wise, you have this like on a summer night, a summer weekend. And during that weekend, they have their kids there. And during that weekend, they just decided to have a little reunion just with the Midnight Society and just tell a couple of stories for 13 stories for the weekend. There you go. And there you go. All right. Uh, you got to reboot. You got to reboot. There you go. Otherwise, I'd be wondering, like, what else could they do? <laughs> Nickel- like, Nickelodeon? They it was Nickelodeon, right? Saturday yeah, it was on Nickelodeon. It was on <laughs> Like, like I don't why think why are they doing this on Saturday yeah. night? <laughs> I I don't feel that. The, I, I mean, it wouldn't work if like if you put it on Nick. I think this has to be a Netflix show. So well, we Netflix, came up, we came Hulu, up with the idea. Amazon. I should. You I'm know. gonna I'm gonna throw it out there into the universe. I want a revival. I'm gonna I want them to revive most of my favorite Nickelodeon shows now. I want all that back. Give me more. Hey, dude, give me salute think, your shorts. I think all. Oh my God, I love. It's funny you mentioned salute your shorts, and I'm gonna. So that in a second. I went to when I was at Comic Con last year. There was like there's having this Nick revival with the splat, and they had me. Um, I, I I lined up to get some free shit, and they were like, "Oh, if you can sing the entire song in front of everybody of Salute Your Shorts, we'll give you a prize pack." And I'm like, "Give me the fucking mic, man!" <laughs> and I sang the whole song, and I and what was the prize pack? A little toy Ninja Turtle. Wah, wah. Oh. But you I know what's crazy about Salute Your Shorts, though, is that it felt like it was on so much longer when we were younger. three episodes. I know, but when we were younger, I was yeah. like, yeah, that shit was for like five years. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, same thing with, like, with like PMP. PMP was PMP really short. was only like, yeah. I think PMP was only like 50 episodes or something like that. I don't think it, it felt was. felt like it went out of my whole childhood. It, it, and I remember when I was a kid and Salute Your Shorts was on every Saturday. And I felt like there were like. You were saying, G, not that it went five years. I just felt like there was like 500 episodes because there's always felt like I was a new one. That and Hey Dude. I don't know if you guys watch Hey Dude. Yeah, I actually bought Hey Dude on DVD when so they released it. So do I. I have the whole series on DVD. <laughs> I love that show. It's so, like, it, like looking back at it now, it's just so poorly done. And I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this because the Nicktoons, like, everyone everyone talks about Doug and everyone talks about Rugrats. No one talks about these shows, like these old Snick shows, like Clarissa Splink explains it all. it all. You're talking about all that. All that was like li- in living color for kids. Yeah, it was Saturday night. It was. Yeah. But so, I can tell with all with all that was when I was about to like tap out on Nickelodeon. That was like the last thing I can remember liking on Nickelodeon. The right, last thing I remember liking on Nickelodeon was Cousin Skeeter. Oh my god, for me my was my brother and me and um what was that? Space Cases. I don't remember any of those. Uh, the, the, the Black Power Ranger was on Space yes, Cases. Yes, <laughs> when, when he had the little dreads and shit. Yeah, uh, I, I used to love Space Cases. That and The Secret World of Alex Mack. Yes, I love Oh, that was good. See, so, I, I mean, wanted... 
There, I was like, I can be your best friend. If you if we redo Snake right now, pick your poison. Four shows, you throw it on there, rebooted everything. I think we all agree a nine thirty should definitely be our You Afraid of the Dark, right? Yeah, I'll yeah. Do that. We have to have all that. That's okay. like we were bringing up young talent. Okay, so you put that at the nine o'clock. Uh, what do we got for eight and eight thirty? Do we do a salute your shorts? I do. Uh, that's more daytime, I think. Damn. I bring back Alex. You Alex, Alex back really Alex dark and sci-fi. Well, everything you could do. Sci-fi is so in. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, can okay. See so we we'll go with Alex Mack. And then we'll round it out with what Clarissa explains it all, like Clarissa's daughter. Yeah, that'd be a good lead-in for Alex Mack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that whole daughter angle is already played out. We got girls. Everyone does and a daughter angle. House, yeah. That's a, that's the that's Wait, the reboot. That like, that's the Raven too, because like she's coming back. And I hate. Let's not bring back Orlando Bloom or Orlando Brown. Orlando, sorry, Orlando no, Brown. he's not coming back to that show. Yeah, by please, the way, he's very not. upset. About it. <laughs> Wait, what show? That's a Raven. They're doing, they're doing Brown. Wait, they're remaking that show with her daughter. Yeah, on Disney. Oh, like, I don't, I've never liked the show. So yeah, uh, you don't you don't want you don't know whole, you don't want to know what like, Orlando Brown's up to right now. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the whole like kind of girl meets world approach to it, where yeah. you know I'm still bummed. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm still bummed that Girl Meets World is not even out. Uh, yeah, I'm still bummed. Just started too, watching that. It's really good. It it picks up, man. It, I think like I think me and. I think he was either Gaius or I that said it. I can't remember which one of us said it. We were talking. And the show outgrows Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the that's, that's it, the it should go to ABC. It should go to ABC. I mean, it should it should just go to – I'm not saying everything should be, should be on, Netflix. on Netflix, but it seems like everything should be on Netflix. Because, like, it, it outgrows it. But when you get to the end, when you get to the last episode, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is not a Disney Channel well, show Well, Boy World grew out. But it was always on ABC. Yeah. So you know that that you know you have the liberties to outgrow, but when your your demographic is to like age ten, yeah, I mean you could break down Boy Meets World into like three shows when they were young, when they were high school, and they were in college. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I I I looks like the show won't be coming back. But unfortunately, so, unfortunately, it kept the same humor. Like I, I started watching, yeah, I started watching the original and then contrasted with the new one. It just keeps and the, the song, coming. I don't know about you, G, but the song is catchy as hell. Oh, the theme song is yeah. real catchy. Yeah, I, I catch real myself catchy. singing it all the time when the show used to start. I used to get a lot of crap from my friends out there. Like, dude, you're so not in that demographic. Like, why are you watching your own world? Like, <laughs> yeah, so good. World is good. People, people watch it. Watch he was it, like, people. you don't have any kids. Like, why are you watching it? And it's funny because it didn't get canceled because of ratings. They were, people no, were watching funny. that show. Just, well, I, I, don't, I don't think Disney just knew how to, like, it was getting kind of adult, like, for Disney. And they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't think I think Disney didn't think it was going to last this long. I didn't think it was. I think they thought it was a nice, cute project, and it wasn't going to get the ratings that it it was getting. And then, all right, bye now. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's funny that they didn't think that, but like they were kind of banking on nostalgia to get people to watch. Yeah, for like a season. But I think worked. after the first season, it died. It would have died down, but then it didn't, and then we end up. With they didn't bank on all those millennials with kids now going back to force and our kids to watch it now. <laughs> Well, what I appreciated about it was that it kind of like it needed to establish itself as its own show, like away from being part of Boy Meets World. And then once it established itself, then they started like, you know, throwing in like old characters from the other show and like kind of integrating them in a really good way. And it was like you had the best of both worlds. You were able to be like, okay, like these are things that were great from the old show, but this show is actually good on its own. Like it can stand up on its own. And I really thought it was going to last. A lot longer but i did kind of see as like the subject matter was getting a little more like not disney <laughs> it was yeah. gonna be kind of difficult for them to keep it yeah i'm with you 
I mean, it, it it lasted longer than I even thought they would have let it last. But, you know, we can only hope that Netflix will change their mind or some form of streaming service will change their mind. I feel like Disney doesn't allow with their show. Like, they did that with Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. Like, I love Those Stevens. shows should have gone on longer the than The only time I ever well, had I think, the Shia I think buff. with, like, most Disney shows is that they had, like, a... Most of them had, like, a four-season, like, certain amount of episodes. Like, that was the cap for most shows. That's, like, what they wanted. Um, enough to, like, have enough to, like, sell it in the syndication if they wanted to. But they knew, like, once, like, some of the leads got older that, like, you know... We can't really use them anymore. Like, yeah. you can't have Hillary Duff be like twenty-one on Lizzie McGuire. So they were like, you know, they had their kind of quota, and like a lot of those shows actually went out when they were still popular. Like Lizzie McGuire was still popular when Disney pulled it. Was um, so was Raven and you know Hannah Montana. They were all popular when they pulled them. Yeah. Was they the just, Amazing Jet Jackson on Disney or was that Nick? It was Disney. That was Disney, yeah, right? Was Disney. That was Disney. I used to watch that show. Yeah, same here. So. I did not <laughs> watch that show. I didn't like it. <laughs> But moral of the story is we miss our old kid shows. Yeah. And they're, uh, I mean, they're trying to bring them back, but, you know, that, that daughter angle is getting a little tired to something. It's going to keep happening, man. It That's unfortunate. If it I is. Suffer, uh, like, Fuller House, they can give me all my shows back. There you go. I love Full, Fuller House, man. Yeah, Fuller House isn't that bad. Uh, you love Fuller House, or it's, you just kind of like Fuller no, House? No, all right. All right. <laughs> Let me retract my previous statement. I really enjoy Fuller House because it's, it's corny. It's there you stupid. Go. Whatever. It's so, like... Bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's the show though. It's Full House. Really? I say this Full much. House like, is just as corny. though. I say this much. Max, he's my dude. Uh, I don't I, think I, guys likes it. Oh uh, well. I don't like. It. I tried. I tried. Why? I love Full House. So I don't know why I don't like. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like Fuller House. I tried. It's just so really bad, generic sitcomy. It's like not that good. And then they kept renewing it, and it's coming back again. So I, there's nothing I can do about it. I guess. People like you just keep streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> and if we, looking back at going, moving on to our next uh, topic, we can look at our 90s uh, TV show faves. Mm-hmm. Will Smith is in talks to play the genie in the Aladdin live action. Oh, Yay, nay, or meh. I'm under the meh category right now. I'm, I'm, under the I'm in the middle on it. it c- I can see it being really good, possibly. It's just but he I, hasn't I, done I anything. Relationship with Will Smith lately, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm over it. I mean, you you um reviewed for the site last December, Collateral Beauty. Everyone was talking about this movie being so great. Oh, Will Smith is back. Blah blah blah. And it turned out to be one of the worst movies of the year. It's, really, it, like a, a it's choices. Hot. It's choices <laughs> he's making. It's I don't understand. I mean, I don't remember the last great Will Smith movie. It's been was it Ali? Could it be Ali? His last great movie. Oh, that might be too far back. I, I'm trying to like because Hitch. People say Hitch. But Hitch was fine. I guess Pursuit of Happiness might be his last really good one. Yeah, well, I got nominated for it. So I mean, yeah. So okay. I. But that it's been what? That's eleven years ago about at this point. So, Genie's one of the most iconic characters in the Atlanta in, universe. Yeah, in played history. by one of the iconic actors. So, what I I don't think that this and he's not. I don't think he doesn't have the comedic timing that he used to. I think he still does. Well, see, the thing about Will Smith, he's been attached to some weird projects lately. Like, wasn't he attached to Dumbo? Yes. Was he? Got he yeah, was, yeah, he, he was. was. He was, he yeah, was attached that, to He's getting he's attached wrong. to these projects that don't fit his character. I think he's just trying to force his way back into popularity. That's the weird thing about it. Well, I mean, we're still years. We're still, what, like two or three years away from this one, so... I'm not sure if they're going to pull the trigger, but it's just I wanted to bring it up because it was just surprising out of all people that they could pick. Yeah, Will they, Smith, they go yeah. with Will Smith. 
I I mean he's he mean he's funny. Like I see the potential. Like I mean like I I kind of get it, but I mean a lot of my like indifference is just his choices lately. Yeah, exactly. Like I I won't even like I won't even bag on him for Suicide Squad. Like I didn't really like Suicide Squad, but I thought he was perfectly he, fine. He was probably the best part of the Suicide Squad. He yeah. was fine. He was, he was good. But, about but it, it goes. I think that goes but, with um, the fact that yeah he had a good performance, but. It hasn't been. Um, he hasn't made an overall great movie in such a long time. So he hasn't really put the package together. He should have been an in Independence Day. Independence Day sucked, man. Well, I'm saying he should have been, and it would have been a little better. I mean, he turned he turned that down to do Suicide Squad, and I don't even know like what's the better because they both got four. Which one's worse? I would take Suicide Squad over Independence Day. It was funny because they both got horrible reviews. I want to say I don't know if Independence Day two has a better. Ron Tomato score than I Suicide think, Squad. I think it doesn't. I don't think it does. But like they, I mean, but people didn't like either one of them. So like, but you know, the one he chose ended up doing a lot better. You know, money wise, and it, and it has an Oscar. There you go. That yeah yeah. Best makeup. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, still still not still not okay with that either. Star Trek. <laughs> so it move- should have gone Star Trek. How do you show that clip from Star Trek and then be like, oh yeah, we're gonna give it to Suicide Squad? I'm with you. <laughs> I and they showed a picture next uh, the next day when they have like this one best makeup and then this didn't and they showed like I think it they showed uh they the Joker Quinn? the no. ho- Joker or Harley Quinn it was Harley. and one of the 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 aliens the aliens from Star Trek and you're just like yeah so smudge about that ma- about that. <laughs> Uh, moving on to our Unreal segment of this week. I didn't read this one, so I'm coming in fresh. So this is, I mean, this is like one of those situations where people have the money that they just want to waste on no for no need. Oh, yeah. So an Indian billionaire wants to smash the record for the most expensive Indian film ever made by paying $150 million to make this uh, Hindu pick. I'm going to butcher this name. I, I'm sure of it. it. Muhaba Ruta. You got it. I got it right? There you go. (laughs) So so the the reason this this makes a segment is because the current most expensive Indian film is, and you guys haven't read it, so take a guess real quick. The the most expensive Indian film? Slumdog Millionaire? No, no. Like, just uh, made in India. Made in India. How How much? No, no, not the oh, name the, of the film. How okay. much do you think it was? Um, I'm gonna give it ten. No, five million. No, it's not that bad. What do you think, G? I was gonna go with that too. <laughs> so the most expensive one right now is forty-five million dollars. Okay. So this guy says he doesn't care about the quality of the film. He just wants to awesome. say, "Awesome, great start." I just want to waste my money on this and it's just make it the start. most. Okay. So, will you see this? No, <laughs> I mean we we saw how well this worked out for Great Wall. It was the most expensive Chinese film ever made. And was now, it? It was. Well, it worked. It worked out in China. It didn't work out here. Yeah. <laughs> did they did they make their money back or did they? I doubt it. Like with all the overseas well, I mean, I money. I know they made a lot of money like overseas. I don't know if they actually made enough to like recoup like the budget and like marketing costs and stuff. But it did. I mean, like some of these movies do like crazy good. Like I think they flop here, and then I find out later that like, oh, like only like made thirty million dollars in the U.S., but you know, China loved it, made like two hundred million dollars there. <laughs> now with this one, to say how much is he gonna try to spend on this movie? One fifty. One fifty. Yeah. So how many dance sequences do you think we're gonna get? Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, well, at least ten with that budget. Right. 
That's funny. It's going to be a five-hour-long movie with ten dance sequences. And, like, can they possibly make that back over there? Like, how well do That's what I'm saying. I, don't, I think they don't – the budget is always so small on these films because you're only – your only target is one demographic. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's a theater a couple of blocks away from my house. The Notorious B.I.G. Theater. There you go. The Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. Theater that plays... Uh, a whole bunch of Bollywood films, and they come in droves. Like, they probably make their... They probably make good money at that theater, but how many of these theaters are there around here? You know what I mean? So to make that 150 mil back, I don't, I don't yeah, find man, that they're, they're not making no money back that's at the Magic all, Jackson Theater. I think that's all lost money. And... Those movies are like you said; they're like six hours long. They all have intermissions. So, yeah. well, you know, if you cast the chick from Quantico, you might get like a little bit of your money back from that because she's pretty popular over there, and she's popular here too. And and there I you go. I, I don't she, know. I don't know I what else she, she could do. Spanish. <laughs> Swear to God, I thought she was Spanish. No, she's not, dude. She's like a big like Bollywood actress, and she's still actually big over there. Like Look she goes that. back and forth. Like, does Quantico... By the way, Quantico is god-awful, but, like, people seem to like it. I thought you were about uh, to say it's great. I was waiting for no, you. No, 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 I tried. I, tried. I, saw I, ha- I saw half of the first episode. I gave up. I tried so hard. Like, I watched, like, the first, like, maybe 13 episodes of that show, and I was like, this is so bad. It wants to be real serious, but it's not. <laughs> and it wants to be realistic, but it's really not. <laughs> but, I, of course, it's on ABC, so I don't really expect a lot uh, no. from it. Yeah. Goldberg's and Designated Survivor. That's my ABC lineup. What's your ABC lineup? Uh, Goldberg's and Designated Survivor. Absolutely. Oh, and Shark Tank. Goldberg? I love the Goldbergs. It's you like, watch the Goldbergs over Blackish? Blackish is like no, I watch oh. Blackish too, but it's not as I don't love I don't love it as much as I love the Goldbergs. And Designated Survivor, it's, it's so dramatic. I, I I I watch it, but I just watch it. I love watching the promos for that show more than anything. Because it's everything is just so dire, and it's funny because time. I do like the show, but I I admit that it's kind of slow. And the way they they whoever makes these trailers, these weekly trailers for the show, are geniuses because every episode you feel like you have to watch yeah. or you're missing the end of the world. I don't watch the show and I feel that way. You don't watch. Well, it, I don't it watch the show like, and I feel that way. ABC like makes promos for that show. Like it's like every episode is like a season finale. That's how it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Like oh, I have to watch this. And speaking yeah. of trailers, oh, here we go. I I I want to talk to you guys about something. This so, good. I had a discussion earlier this week about an article that was posted on Real Talk's Facebook about trailers. How do we feel about them, and the fact that do you want them to be removed from pre from actual theaters and films? I got into a very heated debate about this, and I figured the best place to finish off this debate is on the podcast now obviously i have i feel a certain way about it i don't it's not that i hate trailers it's just where trailers have gone but before i get into my tangent because i'm going to be going on for a little bit what do you do you guys yay or nay for the trailers right now you go first you i mean i i understand what how people feel about you know trailers giving too much away but I also one of those people that like will if something if a certain trailer like drops I will go and like look at it and I need to seek it out when there's like TV spots on TV I like pay attention to them and I'm a person that goes to the theater if I miss the trailers before the movie like I feel like I've actually missed out on something so like I I I do need them to still be there I just need them to maybe not you know basically give the movie away in like a minute and a half 
just kind of be better at teasing it rather than just giving every, away every single plot point. Yeah, I feel like there are some people that do it good, some people that do it horribly, and some people that just straight out lie in the trailers. I'm looking at you, Paranormal Activity 3. Jesus Christ. I like Paranormal Activity Yeah, the trailer was completely different than what we got in the actual film. But the third I, one was... <laughs> did you see... Okay, before we... Uh, that's a whole different story in my life, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that trailer was a lie. But, like, the Star Wars trailer just dropped. That was... They didn't give anything away. Like, I felt like that was a fantastic trailer, but there are some trailers, like... The one that got me the most upset recently was Batman vs. Superman. Uh, you are a good man, sir, because that's where I'm going to go right yeah. away. So you, you want to jump into that? Because that was, that was one of the All worst right. examples. So, so I'm with Lewis on this, and gee, I mean, I understand where you're coming from 100%. And I get excited when I watch trailers. When trailers come out, yeah, I want to get excited. I want to get hyped to watch these movies. However, the fact that trailers decide that they feel that it's a need to give away important plot points to films it's it's insane to me you talk about batman v superman yep. the first trailer of batman v superman i loved fantastic you know we don't know anything we just know that there's beef and call it a day we don't know nothing about no all right does. then we get to the, the second trailer all of a sudden we know doomsdays in the movie Horrible why Horrible why do we need to know doomsdays in the movie why not build that surprise and the movie received terrible reviews because the theatrical version is terrible however can you imagine like the aspect of like going to the theater you don't know what's going to happen and doomsday appears out of nowhere yeah it might still get shitted on but at that particular moment you're like oh wow i didn't see that coming that's pretty cool exactly we go back to like 1980 and this is always my most my biggest argument towards like trailers giving away too much if The Empire Strikes Back came out today, we would know that Vader was Luke's father from the trailer. I think so, yeah. And you think they would give that away in the trailer? I think they will at least hint at it. At least they will at hint it. at it. They will throw something at it. I guarantee you they would put that scene where uh, Luke is leaving Dagobah and um, Obi-Wan's like, oh, Luke's our only hope. And then Yoda's like, oh, there's another. So we're going to get a hint right away that Leia's his sister. And then they'll throw another hint about Obi-Wan never told you who your father was. And then they'll cut it there. And they'll probably have people assuming that Vader's the father. And then that moment will never be and then epic. I, I go back and, like, if I would could go back and watch any movie for the first time without a trailer in the theater, it would be Empire Strikes Back. Just to see that moment of, like, holy fuck. But nowadays, you don't have those moments anymore because movies give away every aspect of surprise in you know in the in the one minute and 20 or two minute 20 second trailer that they released exactly so i don't know i mean i'm one that goes to screenings a lot so i don't catch trailers but i some of the arguments that i've heard is bring headphones <laughs> what do you mean like and someone argued with me that said bring headphones to the theater and put them on during trailers Okay. I have. I, I, I had another and I had another argument, and I I understand. Me and him went back and forth on this, and the, the the gentleman was like, "I like spoilers. I like to know what's what I'm getting myself into. I search for them." And I'm like, "I understand, but you know, he gave me. Oh, you should just show up after the trailers." But my my argument to that is, why does it have to be a chore? Exactly. Why do I have to 
time when I get to the theater. <laughs> like, I don't need to put in work to go watch a fucking movie. Right, you're going to hopscotch out the door. Word. Like, I'm not going to be standing out there. And I'm like, is it over yet? Is it over? Like, sneak my head in the door. And I, and God like, damn it, it's his father. Right? <laughs> and, like, it's one of those, like, you have those um those theaters that have the seats. that like, you pick your own seats. And while it's easy for some of us, like, around here to pick our seats, there are still a lot of theaters that don't do that. So if you show up 20 minutes before, twenty minutes after, because trailers are usually about 20, 22 minutes now. No seats. Um, you might be stuck in the front. And I know you know I'm I'm the only pe- person that likes to sit in the front at a movie theater. I don't know what else does. God, terrible. Dude. So right wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I sit I I sit row three in the theater every. I even single... sit in the front row no, in the reclining seats. Just, like, you just hurts your neck. You have to, like, Not row three. Well, but <laughs> you, the th- you totally have to stare up at the screen. The theater, the theater by the theater by my um by my place, not notorious <laughs> B.I.G. But there's another theater that we that we go to show show. Uh, show palace, show place, something uh, yeah, like show that. Palace. Um, they have recliners, so if you're in the third row and you recline back, it's actually no, pretty, third row is right. But I'm talking about the point. front front row. Nah, no, I'm like third row, second third row. But if there's nothing left and I want to see something, I have no problem sitting in the. I remember with Deadpool, row. and I I watched Deadpool from the front row in that theater, and that was disappointing. It's like you're watching Ab- it on IMAX. Ab- <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> That was the last movie I saw in the front row. That's that was not a worst. good movie to watch in the first row. No, you're, 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 like it's you're like getting sick from the camera moving around so much. No, yeah. No, but back to Batman for Superman. Like, I'm still. I was still a little upset that they added the Death of Superman angle so early. But I, from when I saw the trailer, I saw Doomsday. I'm like, oh man, they're gonna add the Death of Superman. Angle. I feel like I would have. I mean, I, I would have been upset afterwards, but I felt in the theater I would have had a different reaction when I saw Doomsday. I would have been like, "Holy shit, they're gonna kill Superman!" Exactly. And, but what? I would have felt different afterwards. But at that moment, the excitement would have been there. To me, the reaction that the studio should want is when you watch the movie, not when you watch the trailers. Exactly. Yeah, tra- and it's funny because Last Jedi trailer came out, and look at the back, look at the excitement for it, and we don't know shit. I don't know shit. And we're not gonna know shit because Star Wars doesn't give away anything in her trailers and i don't i think is it a disney thing because i don't think pixar gives really anything away either with their disney disney pixar or disney animation. or marvel does it for that matter i don't think they give away much marvel anymore. gives up uh, some marvel, stuff well, they, marvel the marvel trailers show a lot but i don't yeah. think it's enough for like it to be like a big deal they just show a lot of spectacle which makes you want to go see it but i don't think they give away like they don't give away plot too many i feel like they did a great job especially with civil war when i went away much of that airport scene that was they didn't a, show any. They show like two. They show like a little bit, yeah. Too crazy, but yeah, that's what I want. I want to be. I want excitement. I don't want to know the movie walking in. So I'd be for watching movies without seeing the trailers, and that's a test that I've been. That's what Tribeca. That's what I love about Tribeca Film Festival. I don't know anything. I know like a little synopsis that I get, and I don't know. I don't want watch a trailer, but I watch these films, and I either love them or hate them, and I don't need any trailer to like decide it for me. Yeah. And that's the thing. People think a movie's good just based on a trailer. Well, I mean, well, I've trailers been, are four, I've been unfortunately. Too much my trailers, so... Like, I, horror movie trailers are the worst. Like, either they're really good sometimes. They're like, oh, like, they can make a mediocre horror movie look great. Fantastic. <laughs> Paranormal Activity 3. And, and you, if you see it, you're like, whoa. I guess everything that was great about that horror movie was in that one minute and 30 seconds you showed me. It, it's funny with, with horror movies. I think with any movies, what triggers me into whether I think it's going to be a good movie or not is I just look who's directing it. Yeah. Once I see who's directing it and I look at the garbage or the great things they've done, I am either I'm either going to watch it or be like, "Oh, I know what I'm I know what I'm getting myself into." 
A so. really a really good horror movie that tricked me into watching it. It came out horrible recently. Was uh, I think it was called the Pyramid. I I don't. Or the yeah, I think it was the Pyramid, and that was horrendous. But the trailer looked amazing. Well. What it, yeah, it's, that's really the case with most horror movie trailers. Would you watch a movie without the trailer? Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of like, yeah. hard. Do you think because like because like Spider Man or Batman or G G J L or whatever, mm. everyone's still gonna watch that movie. Yeah. We don't need a trailer. We're still gonna be hyped Just because give us, give us give us a title. Like I remember Batman eighty nine when the first and I like talk, love talking about Batman eighty nine. The first trailer of that movie was just like scenes. There's nothing there but just like the Batmobile and no music, and right? no music in the first no trailer. Music. It was just like shots of the Batmobile. Yeah, there's no music. Yeah, and Bruce. that trailer's actually pretty good. It's so dope. People used to go to the like no, <laughs> there's like no big build up or anything. Nothing. It's just kind of like a bunch of stuff. I love, <laughs> I love to see all this stuff. <laughs> in that trailer, I love when Bruce is like Bruce is like to Alfred, let's go shopping, and the next scene is just him in the Batmobile. So, you know, and like, they have that they have that scene with like Kim Basinger when she's like, "So what do you do for a living?" And then they and cut to like more Batman stuff. Ass, <laughs> yeah, man. See, it, that hypes you up. We don't need we don't need the entire movie. And I know some people that listen to the podcast that, you know, don't agree with me. I'm gonna get shitted for it. I don't care. That's like I would love for you guys if you ever want to come on here, and go, you know, toe to toe with us on this trailer topic. You definitely are more than welcome to come on. Just well, I mean, there's certain pro. trailers like, like a good teaser trailer, like that I can think of, like offhand that didn't give away a lot of stuff was the Cloverfield trailer, like that first one they had during Transformers. Transformers Those yes. are fantastic. Like, like, that was like a, a like, I don't even know what's going on, but I got to see it. <laughs> like, yeah, that had people searching the internet for what, what, what's the monster? What is? This? Oh yeah, I. I was one of those people that was like all over the internet, like what's, what's this movie? Like and like looking into all these like stupid secrets and going on message boards, like a, a total nerd. Trying to figure out what this movie was about, yeah, and I'm actually there. happy that the end result because I love Cloverfield. I was really happy with the end result. I know some people weren't happy with it, based on how like you know trailer kind of hyped him up real big about it. But I was happy with how it turned out. I thought it's, it was pretty good. It's probably my favorite found footage film because I don't yeah, like it, yeah yeah it's, it's done really well. Like yeah. you know, makes you care about the people that are there. Like I I need to care about you know. The people are going to be running around and all that madness, and like they do a decent job making them pretty realistic, and making you kind of hope for a good outcome Word. for all of them, even though there isn't. Yeah. Uh, but you know it, you know that movie to me it was like it turned out to be more than just like a monster movie. It was just like how do you? This is how people act in moments of like mass hysteria. Like yeah. that's like that kind of part of the movie is what grabbed me more than just like oh, there's like a giant, you know. And I've always felt with Cloverfield, <laughs> you either really, really love it like we do, or you. There's no middle ground in that. You're yeah, I have friends that hate it. Yeah, like, so do I. That they're like, well, this is did not like it at all. <laughs> um, so a, a little tangent, real quick. Can, can you guys explain to me the connection between Cloverfield and Cloverfield Lane? There isn't. So just title. Just title, <laughs> really? So yeah. the monsters in the end didn't. Well, there no. is a. Well, they the, kind of the, hint that there might be like at a the at the end, but it's. Like, there's no characters from the first... It's not the same monster, no, I, I think. It's, it's a different not, monster. Okay. okay. But the movie's more about the monster within, like... The yeah, human, yeah, yeah, I get that. Know. I just... I, I don't know what... Where the I, other I came from. love Ten Also, I thought that Lane. trailer was good, too. The first trailer, that first TV spot... I think it was, like, the first TV spot for Ten Cloverfield Lane was during the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And I thought that teaser, like, that TV spot was good, too. Like, it didn't really give a ton away. 
And then when they dropped the title, I was like, oh, is this a, it's a sequel to Cloverfield. Like, they've been talking about a sequel to Cloverfield for a long time. And then it turned out to not really be, like, a like a true sequel. Like, more of, like, it's... I forgot what they kind of said it was. Like, it's, like, like kind of like Spirit Animal. Yeah. <laughs> I, spent, I spent about a year, well, as long as, long as I could, val- like, pushing for John Goodman for a best supporting actor nomination because he was so goddamn good. He was I good, love John Goodman. Later. Yeah, it came out too early. It's kind of be the same thing with Logan. I don't think that movie's going to get any love towards award season because it just came well, out too early. Superhero movies, man. We got Heath Ledger, man. We got Heath Ledger. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the last one we're getting. <laughs> no, I think so too. But um, yeah, that's our, that's how I feel about trailers. I, I think they're necessary, but I think a lot of work needs to be done on them. Yeah, because yeah, because you know, yeah, they turn out good. Like I can't imagine, like, like mirror, like the first trailer for uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. That yeah. is a good tra- too. That was a great trailer because I love the music like, that they used on it. Yeah, too. just done so well. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I, I mean, even though I was like totally against the idea of a remake in the beginning, that trailer like completely sold me on like that. And I think we've talked about it too. I think you haven't seen it, right? Which one? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I have. Yeah, I, we love it. Like yeah. I know, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good uh, movie. Which, which, oh, you're talking not about the, the most recent one, the one with Jessica Biel. Okay, yeah, no, I saw that one. Every yeah, other, every the, other Texas. The yeah. How did you guys <laughs> feel about that last, last one? That I, I have oh, mixed feelings about that so one. So I saw that the movie, one with, the one with Trey Songs. Yeah, yeah. It's, especially <laughs> that ending, I had very mixed feelings about that ending. So like, I was watching that movie in the theater or whatever. Not, I didn't pay for this. So <laughs> damn. No, nah, no, nah, chill. <laughs> I did not contribute to it opening at number one. I will not contribute. Sorry, so, Trey. So I was with uh, I was with a friend of of Lewis and I, his name Serge, and Shout we're sitting Serge. there. And then um, shit's going down, and then all of a sudden um, the the main who's the main girl in it? I don't even remember anything about. She, the, I don't think she's a world known actress. So she's like yeah. she's like. Leatherface's cousin, yeah, and she's That's like, "Go get him, cuz." And I'm like, <laughs> yo, "And I'm like, dying. yo, what the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> half of the movie, she's getting hunted yeah. by the dude. Second half, go get him, cuz. Like, nah, I totally, totally forgot about that. <laughs> like when you know it's going bad when Trey Songz is in it. Like you just know when a rapper's in a movie, a horror movie especially, that's a problem. Buster Rapper rhymes. R- rappers are R and B singer. Buster rhymes. Uh, Trey Song. Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Hello, Cool. No, Halloween H two. Man, I'm sticking no, to it. Right. I like that. You know why he was? You know why he was okay in H two O? Because he wasn't in it for a lot of time. Yeah. No, he was, he was in it just enough, like just to be like, all right, I'm okay with you being there. And I yeah. thought he was funny what, talking I, about like writing these romantic fucking novel, novels. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> you tell Josh Hartnett to comb his hair, like it's funny. <laughs> like, um, it's. <laughs> But moving moving on to our top one of our main top our main topic for today is movie trilogies. So each one of us decided we're gonna do our top ten trilogies. And this was a lot of I was that's, talking that's to guys three off movies, folks. I was I was talking to guys off the line off the the recording before. This was a lot harder than I thought it would yes, be. Yes, it was. It actually was. Because yeah, every time you think you have a <laughs> every time you think you have a top three, I mean a top ten, you're like, Oh fuck, there's another movie. I try to incorporate most genres into mine. Well, I oh my god, I can't wait to listen to you. <laughs> um, the one there are exceptions. Like if you wanted to put Star Wars, you technically could. I did. Okay, because yeah, there, that, that counts. That, <laughs> but I looking at my list. I was set this morning, and in talking to guys like a couple of hours ago, 
we were talking about this whole trilogy thing, and I'm like, motherfucker, I have Terminator was my number ten, and then I forgot but that there was like two other, other garbage other, movies, yeah. so I had to take one, it out. One got ruined for me too. I was gonna put American Pie, and then they decided to make American Reunion. I actually like American Reunion. I actually like no, all they, those they, movies. They all I don't know. I like American Reunion because I'm all I'm like I'm the king of like oh give me nostalgia like yeah, throw it exactly. at all the time. And I love yeah, Eric about it. Now, they, <laughs> I'm actually one that likes all four of them. To be honest, with you. hey guys, I actually, like all four of them too. I think they're all pretty. The first one's the best, but like they're all funny. Like I, you know, I wouldn't kick them out of bed. Guys, <laughs> I know, I know, David hasn't, but have you seen the American Pie side movies? I've seen one of them. I've, I've seen all almost all of them. Of course, you two have. Of course, unbelievable. The trilogy of the side movies made my list. <laughs> um, what what is? Should I go for? I'll go first this time because I'm the one that screwed up our list last week and I lost my order. So I'll go first. This my number ten is not Terminator anymore. My number ten is now the Ocean's trilogy. Oh, that's a trilogy. Oh, yeah, it is a trilogy. You're right. You're right. So I was talking to guys about this off the line. I watched the first movie on a random Sunday afternoon, and I was like, okay, whatever. This is something to watch. And I have never seen the original with Frank Sinatra. But the end of that movie got me. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is so fun, so entertaining. And just the whole twist at the end of how they actually robbed the casino and yeah. everything, it was, it got me. It was so entertaining. So you'd think they, you know, Ocean's 12 is not, to me, is not great. But Ocean's 13 I really enjoyed because I love Al Pacino as a yeah, villain. Yeah. And Al Pacino is just. Yeah, he was, he was actually awesome in that. And Al Pacino is just hysterical at times. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime you hear the ah, you know, and all that shit. It's it's entertaining. Are to they me. remaking? I think they're remaking it, right? Oceans with the women, oh, with, with women? all women. Yeah, but they so couldn't they... get eleven women to, together, so they got eight. So <laughs> they're all, they're all <laughs> ghostbusting this, huh? Yeah. No, I don't think it's gonna be quite like that. I'm I'm giving this one a little bit more credit because the cast is actually at least part of the cast is actually pretty decent, and yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot because I like Sandra Bullock, I like Kate Blanchett, and I don't mind look... Hathaway. <laughs> and it doesn't look like it's just going to be a cash cow. Like, it's trying to be a right. cash cow like Ghostbusters. Now, I was really thrown off by casting, like, Mindy Kaling and, like, Rihanna. Uh, but, I mean, I guess that could probably work, too. I mean... Rihanna's that, the worst. That, She's not that, the worst. That, that throws me off a little bit. I'm still trying to give Rihanna, like... I, uh, I mean, what do, we, what do we have for her? We have Battleship, and she was on Basement Hotel. And so like you know that's my I, only. You reference. know how I feel about Bates Motel already. So. And she was per- and she was perfectly fine on Bates Motel. Oh, whatever. And it was a great episode, and it's one of the best shows ever. Next and week, I'm gonna wow. make, next I'm week. gonna make my love known for that show this week actually. <laughs> yeah, next and next the finale's tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm sad. <laughs> no, well, next week we'll talk about the finale and ugh. how great the show is, ugh. and I, I'll probably be the only one talking because. Dave doesn't like it. Well, how about this? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this challenge. So we'll lay it out right here. Tomorrow's the finale. Next week, since Lewis isn't gonna be on next week. Nope. Um, me and <laughs> nope. you, me. I want you to rank it if it makes your top ten TV shows of all time, and then I'll do my top ten TV shows of Over, all time, under, it and will. we'll go we'll go into that debate. So, so do you think that like if the finale happens to be like horrible, do you think it would like knock it out my top ten favorite shoots? I think it's, it's in there. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it did that for Dexter. 
I love Dexter. For oh, 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 I love Dexter, and oh. when I saw that finale and it put it the, in the, like the lower. Depression sets in every time I think about exactly. The so a bad finale <laughs> could do so much to destruct destructing of like where you place a show. In Shout the out to Lost. No, that too. That too. Oh yeah, they're not in purgatory. Like oh yeah, oh yeah, they're in purgatory. <laughs> like, Sorry. So moving Sorry, on. Sorry, everything we told you that wasn't going to happen. Uh, well, yeah, we did that anyway. It was really don't lie. G, where, what's your number ten? I went with Back to the Future, and it, I have it at number ten. Even though I don't really care for the third movie that much, Blast uh, I, I I have to like throw it in there though, because like I even if I don't I don't care for the third one that much, but I, I mean I, I acknowledge that it needs to be there, and I can tolerate it. And I love the first two movies like so much that I I had to include it on the list. So that's why I said number ten, like all the way at the bottom. I'm sad that it's sold down on your list, but I'm glad it's at least on it. Well, it's that third movie, man. <laughs> that's I think that's the I, you had the same issue I did. It's it's the third movie that like it's difficult. Well, it's usually the case. Oh, that's not like my issue. My issue was the whole third one. Is always on like yeah, I wasn't that. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not. It, it didn't make my list, by the way. It's oh like if you want to stand oh, yeah. by like Spider Man, you have to be like, well, I have to like defend Spider Man three. <laughs> like, and I don't want to do th- that. I think <laughs> I think you just missed that. Guy, that Lou said Back to the Future is not in his top ten. My top ten. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. But yeah, we, we, we've had this discussion already. <sighs> All right, what's your number ten? Uh, before I do that, I want to do some honorable mentions. Uh, Narnia, that was an honorable mention. Those are pretty okay. The Hangover series. Only didn't make my list only because of number three just and like, number two. Number two is terrible. Number two was good. Number two is terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's so bad. And the Evil Dead series is another. I don't, those are my three honorable oh, mentions. Oh, why is that not on your top ten? Yep. It's in my top ten. So let's yeah, start, it's in my top ten. Let's start this off right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> number ten. It just gets so much better too. Uh. Number ten. No, I re- I, re- I respect the Evil Dead. Uh, it just there's just movies I'd rather watch better than that. But number ten, and the reason this is so low on my list, is just because it's one of the older movies on my list, and I didn't really grow up on it. But I do respect the legacy of it, and it's gonna be Indiana Jones. There's four movies. No, you're lying. There's four. Yeah, there's Kingdom of the Crystal Kingdom Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Shia LaBeouf wants you to forget I, about it so we can forget oh, about it. Well, we're that thing. I thought that was, counts, man. No, nah, that's a Shia LaBeouf movie. Get out of nah, here. Nah, man, that counts. I was trying to recap what the fourth one was. Don't give me that Shia LaBeouf bullshit. All right, so we'll, we'll replace that with Evil well, Dead then. Like How about that? We'll talk, replace that talks, with Evil Dead. All right. Back about it. He hates it. <laughs> Evil, we, we, he, he changed it to Evil Dead. Yeah, if it doesn't, right. if it doesn't count, we'll put Evil Dead in there. All right, so we'll take that, and since... My number nine is Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. Oh, that, that's a, I Fuck didn't even think yeah. about that. That makes me want to like, erase stuff on my list. Right? So when I did this list, I was like. God, I don't really like the first one that much, but like, I like the other two. I, see, that, I am on the, I'm in the other end of that. Like, I, when we're discussing Marvel films, I always get the, the first Captain America really wasn't that great. I loved the first Captain America. It was a nice, good origin story. It it, it was um, kind of slow, though. It was I, to me. It wasn't slow. I, I I didn't feel the length on that at all. Red I think Sk- when you get like two and three, though, they're, they're just so much better. <laughs> like they're just like, every, like like everything just worked so much better. Red Skull, Red Skull was a great villain. He was nice. actually German, unlike in the really bad '90s movie that he was. Italian. <laughs> um, then you know we get what we get with that, but then we get to Winter Soldier. Was amazing. And Winter Soldier was like, oh, okay, Marvel's not playing any games. Nah. And they're going to take every single one of these people serious. So we right. have 
but we have the the Winter Soldier, and it's in I think it's almost everyone's top ten Marvel films, right? It's definitely one of my favorite Marvel films they've made. So yeah. Then we get to my number one Marvel film, MCU film of all time, and that's Civil War. I love the story of Civil War. I read the book a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I love it. But what they did in that movie, creating the tension between the Avengers, creating the temp- tension between Tony and, and Captain America, and that damn <laughs> airport scene. Oh, great. Fantastic scene. Oh, that's, that's just everything that I wanted in life was right. in that scene. <laughs> and the fact that you did, if you know where it goes, Captain America, spoiler alert, dies... Mm-hmm. So I'm here watching, right. and I'm like, "Are they gonna pull the trigger?" I thought they were, but I think they made it more interesting in certain in, in what the decision that they made of like you're keeping him alive, but he's not a part of the Avengers anymore. Yeah. So when we get to Infinity War, when they finally get back together, you're like, "Shit!" Like it kind of like works out even better the decision that they made. The Russo brothers are phenomenal. I love everything. Marvel. I've read Infinity Wars multiple times. Please do not fuck up the don't, Infinity Wars. Don't don't spoil it. I no, haven't they, read they, that. They have, they have a good track record. I don't think they're gonna mess it up. Marvel has no. This is, has the potential to be the greatest film. Uh, they made. do have some. They film. do have some. Clunkers. Oh, super. There's some yeah. clunkers in there. <laughs> All right. I don't like the Incredible Hulk, and like that's that's yeah, another I mean. one that I'm the that that's another one that I think I'm on another island on my own. I actually like the Ignoring Incredible Hulk. I'm okay I, with it. I just people shit. People like to shit. Not and I guess like Thor, like Thor is up there being kind of mediocre. I like <laughs> Thor too. Thor was funny, man. I'm excited for the new one. Yes, it looks I mean, I do love. I do love this the diner when he, the the coffee. Yeah. Is <laughs> I'll have another. <laughs> and then he sprays yeah, yeah, it up. That's yeah, that's pretty hilarious. No, I always Nally, die when I watch. Nally just looking forward throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I she doesn't I, want to be there. I always <laughs> die laughing when he. I think it's somewhere in the middle of the movie when he's like when he tries to get a horse. Oh no! And he went he to the pet shop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, "I'll have a horse." And he says it right now. He's like, he says it really loud. He's like, "I have a horse." <laughs> and we got dogs. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You can find something entertaining out of all these Marvel movies. But yeah, my well, number. Well, can we agree that like uh, Civil War is a better Avengers movie than Age of Ultron? Was? Yes, I. Yeah, 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 it is. If I would say Age of Ultron is to me the probably bottom of my mind. Now I liked it. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was good. It just wasn't like. You know, the first Avengers good. There were like issues, but I can't hate anything that Joss Whedon does. So I, I just he could probably make something crap, and I would still say it was. Alrighty, art, full so, art. <laughs> do you want to add Cap into your ten, or do you are you good with your list since we just? Well, I, wanna, I feel bad changing it the last minute. I forgot I forgot about Captain America. Put, put that as I didn't think about it. like I always think about them like individually, and I I didn't really put together like oh yeah I, I could count that. All right. What's your number I nine? I mean, uh, number nine. I actually went with uh, like the El Mariachi, like uh, Desperado, One Time in Mexico. Oh, movies. Shit. Yeah, that's a good series. Which I love, love, love because I love Robert Rodriguez. Love his style. Love his music. Love like I love the way he directs. Like, and they are, you know, uh, I saw El Mariachi when I was like sixteen years old, and I was like one of those movies where like my friends were like, "Why are you watching this? It's not." You know, it's not in English, like what's like I but I don't care. Like it was just just like visually like really good and just like captivating. And then Desperado is like badass and so is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Like this was when Johnny Depp was still kinda cool yeah. too and he was that in was it. right after um uh Pirates. Right too, after so, Pirates, yeah. Like, yeah, so he was still he was he was like 
kind of getting more exposed to people who like suddenly realized like that who he was, but like not too much where he wasn't annoying it. Hmm. So it was like a like the perfect time, like like it came out in, like two thousand three. So like it, you know I, I just like all three of those movies are really good, and I actually added it on my list like last minute because I actually watched them again earlier this week to kind of be all right. Do I really want to put it there? And like they're they still all three of them still hold up. They're really good. Awesome, Lou. Next up. No, it's you. No, it's you. Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, my number nine. My number nine is the Harold and Kumar series. Oh, you have to. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> first of all, oh my those God. are three of the funniest movies I've seen in my life. Oh, the first one's actually really funny. The, all of them were funny. Number two, and it went to Alcatraz, and you got that outdoor basketball scene. I think that was Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, that was number two. Guantanamo Bay. They went to Al- 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 Alcatraz. Yeah, I mistake them. Guantanamo yeah, Bay. Yeah. When, when they were looking for them, and the guy went to the street basketball. Wait, isn't that the third scene. one a Christmas movie? Yeah, the third one is a Christmas movie, and it was still pretty funny. Oh, I hate you so much right now. A second, with the, again, with the, <laughs> I think the second one might be the best one, even though the first one holds a special place. In oh, my life, I but love the second one when they went to George Bush's house. Like, come on, you can't tell me these movies. No, were funny. I like the first one. I think the first one is hysterical. I, the second one was hysterical, I, uh, and the yeah. third one held up pretty okay. I didn't know there was a third one until I was at Best Buy like a, probably like two years ago, and I saw it there. And I'm like, the third oh, one surprised I did me. not I, know. I, I didn't expect much from the third one, but it surprised me. All right. My number. <laughs> my, I just my, love the, like, the stain in your voice. All right. All right. <laughs> my, <laughs> my number eight is, is, the, is the Evil Dead trilogy. There you go. And guys nailed it on nailed it on the head. Like they progressively get better and better. And it changes how they are too. Like number two to me, I don't know. Me and guys are the, like the horror like lovers on this podcast. And me, what? What do you? I don't not know think if, I'm a horror lover. Because <laughs> you don't like you don't. Like, I love horror movies. Well, what did this come about? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the fact you don't like Paranormal Activity three on the list. Three. Yeah, I like the uh, three the and the last one. one. Three is not the best one. one. It is the best. Like, the first like one's that, the best that, one. That, that sheet, that sheet scene alone, oh where the God. babysitter is like sitting, like that alone, like I get chills like watching that. Like I, uh, it's so good. It's and then the good, scene, like the movie scene. The I will say, room. I will say to coming up back to, to bounce off what you said about paranormal activity. The third one, I think, has the best ending out of the three. It does. Yeah, but the first one still is the best one. Yeah, I mean, we, just, we just need to agree that. We're good. I can't wait to discuss horror movies. This, that, that'll be fun. I love, I, yeah, apparently, I don't like horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so my, I think Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Two is probably one of the best horror comedy films of all time. It is. It's. It is. It. it I mean, the show. Have you seen the show Ash vs Evil I, Dead? I, I want to so bad. Oh, it's so good. I no, so I heard, good. I heard it's good. I want to. It so bad. basically Evil Dead Two, but like times ten with like 2017 yeah, so. special effects. <laughs> It's so funny. Bruce Campbell's so great. Like I was hoping when they, I don't, in two thousand three, they were talking about making a uh, Ash versus Jason versus Freddy. I've heard about that. Yeah, that would have been hit fucking over the top and hysterical, yep. and probably the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yep. It's I I, it, I think just him in that role as Ash sets the. We have like these heroines and these horror movies, but I think Bruce Campbell as Ash is like the fucking man. Yeah, I think 13 Reasons Why is going to take a long backseat behind these shows I got to watch, man. It's a good show. I don't know. It's yeah. probably going to be my next show I'm going to watch. All right. What's your number eight, G? Uh, uh, my number eight is... I actually did it last minute because you reminded me of the Oceans movie, so I put it in at number eight. 
uh, just because they're fun. And I, especially the first one, the first one is just a lot of fun. And I, uh, I actually think all three of them are, even though like, it, like the thing about those movies is that these are very big studio, like Hollywood movies. They have like a bunch of big name actors in it and they could just totally slum it if they wanted to. And just like, kind of like get pe- people to see it on their names alone you can tell that they're having fun and i think that's why those movies work really well because they're clearly having a good time doing what they're doing and making sure you have a good time while you're watching it so like that's why i like yeah and we all love all three george of clooney everybody everyone loves george well everyone loves brad pitt too not sure and then you, you know that brad and then you, pitt... you throw in other people in the mix like in the sequel you get Catherine zeta jones that's also when she was kind of in her prime al pacino and al pacino <laughs> You just throw all these, like, and it's just, like, the whole idea of them making it. I'm just kind of like, God, like, they don't even, like, they're filming a movie. Like, especially with the sequel, like, they're, like, hanging out probably at George Clooney's place at Lake Cuomo before they go shoot. <laughs> like that, Yes, seriously. They're like, yeah, we gotta do a movie. But let's, let's get drinks first, and then we go shoot the scene real quick. <laughs> like, you can just tell, like, they're just having a good time. Like, like you know, it's hard not to like it. All right. Lou? Here we go. What's your number eight? We're gonna keep on with the comedy genre, and, uh... One of David Gonzalez's favorite movies. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. We're going to go with the Friday oh trilogy. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. The fr- an, an well, m- Friday. We can agree that Friday is great. Oh, absolutely. Like, Friday is phenomenal. Friday is great. Friday is I would even give credit to next Friday because there are some funny scenes in next Friday. And I, I like my hiccups. You know what's funny? The gr- Next Friday is good, and then my favorite is actually Friday After Next, oh, even though that's a lot of people. Your favorite is Friday After Next. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's actually my favorite one. That movie has the most quotable moments of all three movies, even though the first one had, you know, damn. Can I, can I hear some quotes? I need to hear some quotes. I've never even seen that movie. you never seen that movie? Got, I've never heard any quotes. They got uh, Cat Williams when he said, let me check my palm pilot, and he looked at his palm. That was a great scene. Holy moly donut shop. <laughs> <laughs> Top flat security of the world, Craig. Like, come on, it's at quarterable moments. Oh my god! Hey, we're getting really close to that not being a trilogy anymore because I hear they really, really yeah, want to do Friday, Last Friday's like detox of movies. Let's not go into that. They, uh, John Witherspoon was on TMZ and he said that it's definitely happening, and Ice Cube was working on it, and they're really trying hard to get Chris Tucker to like you know not I don't know what he's we doing. Like, an epic <laughs> role as Smokey. <laughs> He just pops they, up in movies. I think if like they it. make an, if they decide to make another one, I think this next one will be good. No, yeah, I mean, well, if, they if, haven't if had a bad one yet. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uh, we had one great one, one okay one, and then one like, eh. <laughs> one Christmas classic. We'll call it that one. It's not a, uh, good <laughs> All right, David, what's your number seven? I gotta get over this real quick. <laughs> I like, I love like before you start your list, there's always like a huff from like listening to his list. <laughs> so mine's a huff. So I'm I'm going to be I'm going I'm going to go on a limb and say that Lewis has not seen any of my number seven. My number seven is the Before trilogy. I haven't seen any of that. Guys, have you no, seen? They're good. No. I don't think I don't people like them. <laughs> there's a lot of talking in there. There's a lot. There's it's super dialogue. What is what is the before trilogy? So it's bef- the it's three. It's Richard Linklater, and he has three films. Uh-huh. It, it's I would before hope so. it's before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. And um, each one of them tackles a relationship between two people from when they met. The first movie is just one night in 
I think it's Venice. Mm-hmm. They spend one night together, get to know each other, so on and so forth. They meet on a train. The second one is they re they reconvene nine years later, okay. and then the the last one is nine years after that. Is them with kids and where they have gone prog- progress since they decided to be together. All right. It's dialogue driven, but I love Richard. Link- I love Richard Linklater. I mean, Boyhood is one of my favorite of the decade. Boyhood was good. And it's kind of under that same. It was Boyhood before Boyhood. The movie takes place over the span of almost nineteen years, and you just see the development of a relationship. How a relationship can start off perfect, but it does have hiccups. It does have its struggles, and I think he is very, very good in pointing that out in the movies. Because by the third one, you have this scene where they're arguing and they tell each other they don't love each other anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, by movie's end, you see a resolution to that. And I think Linklater puts the three of them together, like, perfectly. So that's why it's in my top ten. Sounds a lot like Craig and Diddy. Who? Craig and Diddy. <laughs> the t- two main characters from Friday. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You know, there's Friday, and then there's you know Richard, Richard Linklater. You, know, yeah, you got a little conflict and resolve it at the end. God damn it! They are in the same league. Obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> Cinematic you know, masterpieces. There's critical acclaim, and then there's Friday after next. Yeah. Um, what is guys? <laughs> oh man! I, I got, if you could see my face right now, gee, you you'd get a good laugh. <laughs> like, I can't. What what's your with you. what's your number seven? I kind of feel bad that it's down. I mean, I wanted I wanted to move it up higher, but I, I know where it's going. I went with Toy Story. Oh, okay, oh, that's not bad. That's nah, man. Uh, uh, I'm with you. But I feel like at first I was like it should be higher, but then I was like I, I'm actually okay with where it's at. Like I like loved all three of them, and like there's something very particularly about the third one that is surprisingly emotional and like really works really well. Like I, I have actually watched that movie with friends and we were just like, why are we kind of like all in our feelings right now watching this? But it, like, it really like that kind of thing about kind of giving up childhood things like that. That's like kind of like what's going on in the third one by the end of it. Like yeah. there's something really realistic and kind of poignant about it. And Pixar is really good at kind of touching on that kind of stuff. Pixar is great at um, making but, grown yeah. men cry. Oh, yeah. yeah, like really, that's kind of being like these aren't just like children's films. Like they, they want like you who have related to this on some level. Like if you're an adult, so like you know they, you know they're really handled in a mature way while also being funny and like entertaining. But you know, and I think like in a lot of ways, like each one of them progressively got better. Like I mean, I, lo- I mean, I can I love Toy Story, and I think I can go back and watch Toy Toy Story more than the other two. But just as films, like as kind of how they progress like i think they all kind of got a little bit more creative and like the writing got a lot better with each one there was just you know it's like one of those rare trilogies i think where each one kind of tops it like a little bit there's like certain things in each one that kind of like this makes it a little bit better than the one before it well i mean we could have a little discussion about two but i might have that on my list so we'll discuss that later on you don't like two (laughs) i don't think it's a progression from one uh Okay. I think it was, you know, I think it was the worst one ever. <laughs> I don't think it was a bad movie. No, I don't think it was a bad movie. But I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a bad movie, but I, don't, I wouldn't say it's better than the first one. I would say Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm talking about, but I, I agree with No, I like with, two. I just, he said it was, every movie was a progression. I don't agree with that. I think two was the Wait, worst you one. mean like he, 
All right, I'll get to it when I get to mine because yeah, it's yeah, on my yeah. list. It's I'm on mine too. So, so I don't want to get too into it. All right, what's your number seven? Don't give me that face. It's a good one. <laughs> it's uh, Iron Man. Oh, that is great. What, that's what on my now? List. Oh, I, 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 that's on my list, dude. Don't make fun of him. Iron Man was great. <laughs> they were action comedy mixture, top notch. The gra- graphics were like the best when it came out the first one, and the the movies just kept getting better. Like there wasn't a bad movie in that one. What, which one didn't you like? I feel like two no, is I feel terrible. Like the two was great. I knew it. I knew it was going to be about Iron Man two, and I defend Iron Man two. I think it's good. I don't think it's nearly as bad as like some people make it out to be. Like yeah, I have, really, I, I, think think I have, I have issues with and, two and three actually. Three was fantastic. Shane Black, what? I love Shane Black. Shane Black is great, but I, I think we've talked about it on here when me when it was just me and you, and we were talking about the, the reveal. Yeah, it was a twist, yeah. I hated that twist. I thought it was terrible. I, I, as a comic book lover, I wasn't fond of it, but I see where they were going with it as far as the films. I didn't hate it. I mean, it's it wouldn't, it, they're not, all right, I, I'll take back the terrible, but I wouldn't put it as in my 10 for no, they definitely trilogies. made my top ten. Uh, it, 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 actually, it's on my list. I feel bad that it I have a feel. I have a feeling guys is making that number one. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. If guys I'm makes not, that no, number no, one, no, then no, the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones I'm just, and Revenge of the <laughs> I'm just, I know the prequels are in your top ten. So I would hope so. You didn't make the definitely. the scores. <laughs> oh no, it was low. It, low, it was low five on that. I'm not gonna hold that against me. It was in the top ten. There you go. <laughs> my numbers. My number um, six is Toy Story. So I'll pick it back that, off you. I'm on, it's my number six. All right. So, um, what I was saying before about the whole um, number being classics and progressive. I, I I get what guys is saying because there's some parts of two. Mm-hmm. They they number one. You go to Pizza Planet. Yeah. And it's about the relationship between Buzz and Woody. Yeah. I like the progression in two because it revolves more other toys and their backstory. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Woody's background. Like right. you get to know more about where these toys came from, why they feel a certain way, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And then we get to the third one, and like yeah, guys are saying, right. and I haven't gotten over it yet. Yeah. I don't understand why he gave those toys away. Because in, re- <laughs> in retrospect, I have issues watching now. <laughs> in retrospect, like we're all grown ass men. I can tell you that I still own because I used to collect. Uh, I'm into wrestling, and I've said it previous times on the podcast. I still have old figures. In retrospect, Andy really could have kept these toys. Yeah, he could have. There's like ten. Just being a douchebag. You know, like he's like, nah, man, like fuck toys. Ah, right, y'all gotta go away. Yeah, no, you can, like bringing a girl to your house, and then she's like, oh, like what if she happens to go through stuff, and she's like, why are all these action figures in your closet? They're not action. <laughs> Don't touch then, my Woody. And, <laughs> and then I'll, re- I would retort with, they're not action figures; they're collectibles. And they're that's collectibles. what she used. <laughs> they're still, in the pa- they're still in the packaging. But I think <laughs> like, oh. it sucks that this will be taken off every any every one of our lists of in like two years because part four is coming I'm out. I'm not gonna but... have Friday in five years. Last Friday's gonna come out. I'm around. sure that every, I'm sure we'll survive. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a true tragedy that you won't have. Shalabo Shala Shala knocked out my Indiana Jones man. I still don't count that as an Indiana Jones movie. It fucking's Fuck called Shala. Indiana Jones and the, and they're making another one too. So. I know, but so, I'm talking about the original OG trilogy, man. Oh, man. What, Shia LaBeouf, man. So since Lou and Maybe me have the same... People. Since Lou and I have the same <laughs> number six, G, what's your number six? 
uh, number six, I uh, did Evil Dead. Okay, oh. same, um, kind of the same reasons. Same, yeah, the same that you guys pointed out. Also, again, like we're talking about movies that kind of progressively get better. Not only do they get better, but like the fact that they're able to kind of change. I guess there was like a hint of comedy in the first one. Like there's some stuff, the, but the second one, <laughs> like they, how they kind of change it from being like kind of a straight horror film to like, like a pure like horror comedy, and then by the time you get to Army of Darkness, it looks straight comedy. <laughs> completely not what it was where then, it started, and then but it's still so unique and original. And I really miss that Sam Raimi, by the way, making movies like that. I mean, like I think like he kind of like like when he got spider-man movies and stuff he kind of like lost that kind of sense of like the older movies he used to make and i really wish he would like go back to doing that kind of stuff and he directed the the series premiere of ash versus evil dead oh yeah he did did, yeah yeah. um since you we have the same number six we'll go straight to number five so my number five is back to the future for the classics that the first two are i happen to really like the third one i love the western theme um, are you into westerns at all, G, or is it just like you just didn't like that I mean, this I like, was a western? I'm not. It's not like my favorite genre. I mean, I, I like some of them, but yeah, and that's here. not why I don't like Back to the Future Three. I just think there's like issues. Like, and it's so weird because it was filmed like the same, like concurrently with Back to the Future Two, and like to know that and like to see how drastically different they are in like quality, like blows my mind. But that's just my opinion. I think it's funny that. I think we talked. We mentioned it last week. You watch a movie, and sometimes you hope that it ends differently, even though you watch it like a hundred times. Every time I watch right. Back to the Future Three, I hate that the fucking DeLorean gets destroyed by the by the train. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It always. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but it always. It's a little sad every time I watch it. And have you ever noticed the Easter egg of the little boy pointing at his uh, yes. cash and prizes? <laughs> the yeah, yeah, Easter yeah. <laughs> that cracks me up every time I watch it. Hey, cameraman, look over here. And um, but no, number one is the greatest time travel movie of all time, in my opinion. It's one of the best comedies of all time. It's, uh, it's everything about it is so good. Um, number two was almost predicted the World Series two years ago. Yeah, the Cubs are so yeah. close. They were one year off. Um, and there's no, actually I, times where I think Back to the Future too. Like I can actually, I, I mean, I don't think it's better than the first one, but there's times where I'm like, I'll enjoy watching that one more than I like watching the first one. And they're both good. Yeah, I mean, I it's I don't know if you're like me. I'm a completist, so when I start one, I have to watch all three. Oh yeah, I have to. Yeah. So even though I don't really like third one. <laughs> yeah, so I have to watch them. Um, part two. I mean, you have the Nike Air Mags. You have the jacket. You have the hoverboard. I mean, there's so much in part two that's there to love. You have gray sports almond. Uh, that Pepsi. Pep. Oh, I have. I actually have a Pepsi Perfect. Yeah, I was just looking at it. So I have a hoverboard in my house. You I have had a Pepsi, Pepsi Perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. So last year at Comic-Con during the 50th, I mean, during the, the 30th anniversary or the, is it 30th? Or just a celebration oh, yeah, of 2015. Be. Just a yeah. celebration of 2015. Yeah, 2015 yeah. And um, they were giving out uh, a limited number of Pepsi Perfect if you dress up like Marty McFly at Comic-Con. And I was able to get a Pepsi Perfect, and I also have a hoverboard, and I also have a re-elect Goldie Wilson from 1985. So, like, I can say that I kind of love Back to the Future a little bit. There you go. I actually have Marty's 2015 hat as well, and jacket. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you a picture of that off the line. <laughs> um, 
what's your number? What's we're we're into this top five, and Star Wars hasn't been named. So I'm guessing Star Wars made your top five this week. Right. Hey, I won't, I won't, I won't disappoint you guys. It's it's higher than five, and it's higher <laughs> than five. Oh fuck, good shit. Higher. All right, what's your what's your number five? Number five, just because we talked about it earlier, and I like we you know, we were deciding if we can include X Men. So I'm going to include the. the like you know, X Men First Class and Days of Future Past, even X Men Apocalypse, which I know isn't as good as the first two, but the first two are very very strong, and uh, probably the best set of X Men movies we've gotten. Like I I like, well I don't like Last Stand, but I like the uh, other X Men movies, especially X Two. It but seems I like the that, issue uh, is always the last one, but not I mean. Apocalypse is not nowhere near as bad as Last Stand. I liked. I yes, didn't mind. The and like, and I almost would have maybe down at the bottom of the list, almost included the original X Men trilogy, but I can't really defend like the same way. Like I liked, I liked the original Spider Man, like one and two, but I can't really defend three. I can't really defend Last Stand either. Oh, man. Like I, I to say like, oh, well, I mean, it's entertaining, I, I but that's not enough for it. You would have put that into. I would have put that. I don't know if it was gonna count as a trilogy. Yeah, I mean. It it's not gonna count. To, in 2019, it's not gonna count as a trilogy because we have uh, the new X Men coming out. So, but for oh, now, doing, you can they're count. Doing, they're doing Dark Phoenix, and I hope they do it right. This uh, time. I, I won't hold my hold. For, uh, for I'm that. okay. I mean, I like Sophie Turner, even though I don't really watch Game of Thrones. I thought she was awesome. Whoa, in, hold, uh, hold, 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 hold. Let's just rewind right now. You're like our TV guru for reals. Like, you don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. Game no. of Thrones <laughs> is the best show on television, hands down. Uh, yeah, you and everyone else tells me it is, and I feel like it's so far in that I can't possibly catch up. Do you, so, all right, here's my question. Here's my question, and I'm willing to go into my DVDs and get my digital copies or give you my password to HBO now if you don't have it. How, do you I know what? I have, do you I, know have no, what, I have no excuse why I haven't watched it. <laughs> do you know what happens, or are you just like, are you? Have you been able to so, ke- been kept away from everything? Deal. So the only episodes I've actually seen, and I, this is like not where I'm like paying attention and watching it. So, I know, I mean, um, the at like at my friend's house is while I, while they were watching it, I was there for like the whole like red wedding episode. Oh so my god! All that. So just quit. And Don't bother. I yeah. Went, and then I was at my friend's house when they watched the whole like Jon Snow like scene finale thing. I was oh there for that. Oh my god! Yeah, so, so they're, you, they you... are like I've never I've collected I've never seen a group of people watch the show and just purely react the way they were reacting. They were just like, "Oh my god, did you under Oh my god, are you seeing this?" And I'm like looking up and I'm like, "Why is everyone freaking out?" So much? Like I won't I, w- I won't say the red wedding is probably the most emotional to to some on the shows in the show's six seasons, but I will tell me personally the most emotional moment of the series was last season. Yeah. With, uh uh but is it better yeah, than no, Buffy? Of course, you have to. <laughs> I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna go and just uh, take well, a guess. Come, it's come okay. on, guys. It's, it's okay. To be, it's okay to be wrong, guys. Cool. <laughs> don't, There's nothing better. Don't Buffy. try to Friday Buffy. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are not gonna. No, but whoa. <laughs> I think we just did that. What? What you just did? What, <laughs> Lou? What's your number five? My number five. I was debating between Toy Story and this one. Uh, I would probably say the only reason I like Toy Story a little better story wise, but the only reason I put this one at number five was uh, all three films were equally as good. It's gonna be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Um, oh, that's my next. Yeah, the epic walking <laughs> to the mountain movie. 
That trilogy? I love Walking to the Mountain. <laughs> the Walking to the Mountain movie. It takes a long time. Because... Yeah, it's a long trilogy. It's a very and long that, trilogy. And that's definitely one that progressively gets better. because Yeah, exactly. yeah Return, Return of the King is just... Ugh, Return so of the King is one of the best best picture winners of all time yeah. it's and i'm glad that it won i mean i feel like i mean i kind of feel like it won because they're like well i mean didn't really do anything for the other two we might as well like, this will be like a collective for the whole thing best picture oscar and for you it guys. makes walking for a really long time look really cool yeah well that's the thing that they can make something like, like i like i usually don't like like movies like lord of the rings like, i mean not like not like them but it's hard for me to get into like fantasy and all that stuff but like it, it's compelling enough. So like, I mean, it made my list. It's pretty high up on mine. Like, I, it's a compelling watch from like start to finish. And for something to be that long and still be entertaining and still make you like pay attention, I think that says a lot and about how good it is. Can we say they're progressively great, really great, and close to a masterpiece? Out of oh yeah, they get three? oh yeah, they get better. They gradually they get like like each one is you know better than the next and like, i recommend they, i recommend watching i mean this is a chore and i know it's tough but i don't recommend say back, back to all back. the extended ones yeah watching the extended ones i i watched that's the only thing i watched now actually you only watch yeah, the extended my mistake ones. was i watched all three extended ones back to back to back dude that's day. like yeah 14 hours yeah, that was my mistake that's i was so like a, drained and that brought us andy circus so yeah so yeah my number my number four <laughs> is lord of the rings there we go so well, that was my number four too, by the way. So can we just all yeah, we'll, still we'll, collectively pay yeah, for it? <laughs> we'll just we basically all said why. So my number four and guys' number four is Lord of uh, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, I gotta give my number four. You then. have to give your number four. My number four is Captain America. Okay, same reasons. As... Same reasons before. Uh, I did, oh, bad! I... I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, well, like David, I did enjoy the first one. It is the weakest of the yeah, three, but it's still a you. fantastic movie. Um, the Winter Soldier and Civil War. What else can we say about it? Excellent movies. The top two Marvel movies that they have out until Infinity Wars hopefully squashes them. Hopefully. I hope it does. It should. It, should, it definitely should. With all those characters. Well, it has to. I mean, it, might, it, it, might be a, it might be a case of like, you know, sensory overload because there might be a lot going on. <laughs> but well, they're going to split up into two. Can't... I'm just hoping that the overall two movies together. It's gonna be like Batman v Superman. Good. Mm. Why did you say that name? No. <laughs> um, my number. <laughs> so we get into our top three. My number three is Star Wars: The Original Trilogy. So uh, can I piggyback off you? Is that your number three as well? Yeah, I'm piggybacking you too. Oh, there you go. We we actually agreed. Um, yeah, we agreed. So, it's a much better movie than it is a score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. You are, you are so rude and blasphemous with your comments. I think uh, what makes it a great movie is the score. <laughs> uh, For the most part. So I love the first one and I love the second one. I'm not as big a fan of Return of the Jedi as everyone else. However, I just recently watched it last week. And I don't know. I guess it's just old age. I saw you that on Instagram is, stories uh, marking out to the, the Ewoks. Ewoks. No, I would never, ever mark out to Ewoks. He got up in his bed. He started jumping on it. Ewoks! So, like, there's some good, there's some great scenes in Return of the Jedi. Like, all the stuff with the Emperor and Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. That's what I. Luke, that's, like, towards the end. that's what I was gonna that's say. Like, almost like Empire good. <laughs> those, like, those scenes. Those scenes. No, yeah. And, and, you know the epicness of Vader's turn. Like, come on. The fight. The their fight 
and how it sets it up with him saying like if i can't turn you i'm going to turn your sister yeah and john williams score behind it the score um that like yeah that uh, did, yeah i'm sorry that, that did so that did so much for me. John and i love and i also Which, really like watching the i don't know if you guys have ever seen the despecialized versions of it of star wars oh yeah like before they like uh added scenes and you have a bunch of nah. shit, yeah. so job of the yeah, hut yeah. job of the hut is not in star wars in a new hope if you see the specialized mm-hmm. version, you see Han talking to him. Right. Yeah. He He's not in it. So what works for me this time, I guess that's why Jedi worked for me a little bit more this time, was the fact that I saw this, and you don't you don't meet Jabba until Return of the Jedi. So when you first see this l- ugly-looking creature, you're like... Oh, it was a guy. Yeah, it was, was just a random okay, guy. Yeah, okay, I, I saw like a scene. I didn't see yeah, it in the so, movie. I saw a scene of that. Um, it works so well. The only thing I don't like about Return of the Jedi, and it really sticks with me, is those goddamn Ewoks <laughs> it's just I, I, well they need they needed something cute to sell the kid it's like <laughs> it's like the little t- tiny teddy bears with sticks took down the empire in Yay! retrospect I mean they're not like Jar Jar Binks bad <laughs> no that but yeah that's why the prequels aren't in any of our list yeah, I exactly. hope yeah, no, I did like the third one. I mean, I love people love to bash shit just because everyone else bashes shit. And I mean, episode three is not bad. I don't. Think... Episode one had the, one of the best villains besides Vader. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate episode but three. Use them enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, to me, like I think I discussed this with other people. I think they should have just kept Darth Maul alive all they the should've. way to part three, and then have Vader kill him. And then Vader becomes yeah, he was the ultimate Sith, General Garvis or whatever his name Grievous, is. Grievous, yeah. Grievous. Like yeah, Darth, this guy, oh, like, like Grievous has asthma. He's always yeah. coughing like the entire movie, and so Obi Wan kills him. So <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how George Lucas can make someone that cool and be like, oh, I'm just going to put him in like four scenes. <laughs> and the best part about George Lucas <laughs> is I love like, like epic fight. Yeah. <laughs> I love so many continuity issues with like how you have Return of the Jedi when you have Leia's like. I remember my mom, but I only remember like glimpses of her. I mean, I'm like, lady, you were born like two seconds out, and then she dies later. <laughs> the glimpses. And then, then you have George Lucas that has the boss to say, I had this whole series planned and written before. And I'm like, yo, what's up with the continuity issues? I call. And then Obi Wan doesn't remember um, uh, R2D2 and 3PO. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're oh, like. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even pay attention to that. He doesn't. <laughs> He's like, I've never owned the droid before. I'm like, yeah, you were like best friends with the damn droids yeah, for like three movies. Them, they were in the battle with you, man. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's 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 you know, prequel issues. That's whatever, but it doesn't take away from the greatness well, of Star Wars. I just wanted to throw them in there just because, like, hey, these are familiar, and then we can figure out later why <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, people remember them. <laughs> so, I guess it, it, I'll go back to me, and since we all have the same number three, we have the same number two. My Let's number, my number two is the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh no, we don't. Uh, we don't have the same number two. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So my number my number two is the Dark Knight trilogy because Batman Begins is one of the best comic book origin story films I've ever seen, and Dark Knight is the greatest comic book film ever made, in my personal opinion. It has the greatest performance by a in a by a comic book character ever made with Heath Ledger, and my number two performance of all time, and an Oscar and to some that don't care about Oscars I call it the fake awards you know go kick rocks because it does unless they gave it to something that we like (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
but until then it's a fake award but uh yeah it definitely meant something like dark knight dark the dark knight rises has its flaws but it's still a great movie and bane is so good in it tom hardy is so i think the fact the fact that he plays that role with his eyes says so much about how good he was um i didn't like the turn of talia you know, just came I, out. Of, I, I didn't like her much at all. Oh, yeah, really. I didn't. You know, she just right. came out of nowhere, and it didn't. Really could have f- used a character more, but I wasn't upset with it. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway was a pretty good Catwoman. I She's was. still so, not as good as Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. So. She was. And they're they're very different. But oh I oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. They're different. Yeah, I they're say. very different. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I used to think that Anne Hathaway had like zero sex appeal. Like it wasn't in Anne Hathaway at all. Like maybe you were moderately a Princess Diary apparently. Yeah, Mary, uh, apparently not. <laughs> maybe like. Moderately pretty or cute, but like I actually thought she was convincing. She was sexy. Like I like I thought she was a lot better than I thought she was going to be. When they announced her as Catwoman in the beginning, I was like, "That's weird," and it turned out to be great. I, I didn't like that she was the one that took out Bane in the end. Yeah, like, because she strolled in on the like the little like motorcycle thing and shot and him I'm, down. I'm going to say I, when I first saw the trailer of the Dark Knight and I saw that motorcycle, I was like, oh, how is this going to work? <laughs> and then when I saw the Tumblr turn into that in Dark Knight, I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to work. I actually really like that thing. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that the bat plane in the Dark Knight Rises looks like a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a lobster. So I'm like, all right, this is, this is cool if it really looks like a bat. Like the bat wing in Batman 89, yeah. that's like, fucking dope, but this looks like a flying lobster, and I don't see Bruce Wayne in a flying lobster. lobster. Uh, what's your number two, G? Uh, I went with the Godfather trilogy. Even oh, so I'll, back, I'll pick it back off you. I did too. Yeah, and so this one was like hard. Like the, the reason it's up so high is because the first two movies are really, really, of course, great and amazing, yeah. awesome. The third movie, not so much. But the first two were so strong, and I like. I need a complete story, and I'm a completist, so like I had it has to be there. I would feel weird if it wasn't this high because, like, the first two were so great. You know, with any trilogy, for the most part, the third one's always the questionable one a little bit. Like, sometimes they don't fit as strong, and that is the case here. But, like, I don't know. I The first two were, like, too amazing for me not to have it up there. Yeah, I would that, agree with all that. Uh, that's basically the I reason. I actually don't mind it as a complete watch. Like, I can watch all three. I mean, it's that's a chore, too. Um... But, you know, it's, it, it is weird watching the quality kind of, like, sink between, like, you know, the second and the third one. But just as a completist and actually having a complete story, like, I I have to, you know, I have to watch all three of them. Like, I, I, I won't just be like, oh, let's watch Godfather and Godfather Part 2. It won't pop in the third one. I still do. Yeah, the third one is the one that knocked it down to number two instead of number one for me. Uh, both yeah. my number one and number two both had... The third movie be the weakest of the bunch, but they're still good. But I felt like the number one's third movie was better than the Godfather's third movie. Okay. You're so quiet. Because <laughs> I am holding my comments because my number one is the Godfather. Okay, there you go. I, I, I predicted that. So, I knew that would be yeah, Dark so, Knight was two, I was like, all right, it has to be Godfather. So Godfather, obviously the first two are masterpieces. The first one might be the greatest film ever made. Number two is my favorite film of all time. My favorite performance of all time. So that's obvious. We can every we can talk, you know, for days of how great it is. But we can talk about number three for real quick. And I don't hate number three. No, it's not bad. It's just, I, I hate it. No, no, I think, no. It's just, 
I think the like when I look at a trilogy, I look at its conclusion and why the third movie in a lot of our trilogies may not be the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. It's all about the conclusion, and I think the finale of the Godfather Part Three has full has a full full coming of age. I mean, not coming of age, but full circle of his character, Michael Corleone, when he finally loses someone that really means to him. Yeah, you know, he kills his brother and he kills people he doesn't give a shit about. And you see in part three, he's, he's starting to feel bad about killing Fredo. But when he loses his daughter at the end of part three, it's like it comes full circle. He never suffered for all the sins he committed. Yeah. But when he movie. lost his daughter, it's like the full like suffering that he probably could have gotten away with killing hundreds of people and never care. But the loss of one life is the one that put him over the top. And I love how you have the music playing and it shows uh, clips of him dancing with his first wife and then dancing with Kay, dancing with his daughter. And then the movie ends with just him and Sicily just dying alone with an orange, with the symbolism of the orange being death and the Godfather. So that's why it's my number, my number one, as opposed to the Dark Knight, which it does end well, I think, you know, a lot of people don't like the ending. But there's too much debate over the ending of the Dark Knight trilogy as opposed to The Godfather. I don't, why, why is there a debate over the ending? I oh because like, oh of the Dark I Knight. I thought it was pretty straightforward. I know a lot of people like to think a lot deeper. Be, because <laughs> be, oh no, I'm with you. Because everyone that watches a Christopher Nolan film thinks that there's there's something there's oh, something yeah. Our mind, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like I thought it's straight up forward. Like Robin is the new Batman. He's gonna be Nightwing, and we have. They hint at the ending, like in the like in the middle of the movie, like when Michael Caine and him have that discussion about like what he kind of hopes for him, like what he hopes for his future, like what he wants him to have, like basically. Yeah. And that's what he ends up. That's that's what he gets. And I'm going <laughs> now, to guess. You, now there might be people out there that are like, oh, it's just like it might be a figment of Alfred's imagination. He's seeing what he wants to see and like blah 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 blah. But no, it, it is what it is. You know what? He's happy on vacation somewhere with with Anne Hathaway. Let him be. <laughs> Not fighting anymore. <laughs> Go. It's just perfectly okay with it. And I'm gonna guess you two number one is a Dark Knight. Yeah, mine is yeah. Number, number one. Yeah, and I'm gonna give more credit to the Dark Knight Rises than a lot of people do. I, I mean, I love the Dark Knight, like love it, but I actually think that the Dark Knight Rises actually holds like it's it. I I understand what certain people's issues are, and like a lot of people that I know, their issue with it. It isn't that it's bad. It's just like the Dark Knight is just so good that it's just hard to top it. But there's things in the Dark in the Dark Knight that I like a lot. Like I love the way it ends, and I actually love the whole build up to the ending, like with the music and like just kind of like it, everything kind of coming like to watch a complete trilogy just like you from start to finish, like going from where he began and like where he ends up. Like you kind of feel like you watch this kind of progression of the character, and you're completely happy with. How it ended. You know, it's funny that you that people talk about the Dark Knight trilogy that it's not a real superhero movie, it's not a real Batman movie because it's not directly from the comics. Right, and right. Like it's insulting to me as a fan of film that someone could actually look at that and say those are they suck. Right. Yeah, people actually say they suck, or it's not a real Batman movie. It's not. It's all right. It's not a real Batman movie. Heath Ledger's not really the Joker. I get so many. You know. Um, I, I've gotten about, especially the Dark Knight Rises, that there isn't enough Batman screen time, like him as Batman. Like it's like it doesn't feel like a full like Batman movie to them. Like and actually, I have a friend that loves the '89 one so much that he can't 
into Batman Begins. I thought Dark you were going to say that friend is me because I really, I really <laughs> like. 80s. No, 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 no. <laughs> like he, and he, he's like, he's like, I don't know. Like, and it's based on what he grew up with. He grew up with the '89 movie. He, it's not, it's not like a comic book movie to him. And like, it's hard for. I mean, he's like a big Batman. Like, he collected comic books, loved Batman. It just doesn't feel like the comic books to him. Like. He like in the way he describes it is the way that most the reason why most people like it. He's like I'm watching like a freaking crime thriller. I'm like that's what's so good about it. Like you forget that it's like a comic book movie. Like it's if like you forget watching, that like when I watch the when I watch the first scene of The Dark Knight, I think I'm watching Heat. Right. Like yeah, you exactly. forget until you realize like your mind almost plays tricks on you where you're like, "Oh, like you forget like there's a dude dressed up in like a fucking suit <laughs> fighting crime." But like it's like it, it it convinces you that it's so much more than what it is. Yep. Yeah, and like I like said earlier, uh, that's yeah. the reason I made my number one. Uh, just because that Dark Knight Rises doesn't get as much credit as it was. Uh, as far as like the third movies, my top three all had the weakest being the third one, and I feel like the top Dark Knight Rises was the strongest third movie of the bunch. That's why I made my number one. There's no, there's no problem with that. I think all of our top tens are <sighs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and you know, you know, you know how much, like, uh, oh yeah, you don't like Rachel Dawes, right? <laughs> Fuck Rachel, <laughs> Rachel. That's the best. That's the best use of Rachel Dawes. Is just. I think I think this is the only time ever, ever that maybe anyone might say this, where I, when they when Katie Holmes didn't do the second one, and they got Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's a great actress, but I was like, I wish. To God, I don't know what happened with Katie Holmes. I don't know if at the time did Tom Cruise tell her not to do it. What was going on? I know Christopher Nolan wanted her back. He he voiced several times that he wanted her back, and she turned it down. But I really wish it would have been her in it instead of Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I'm not even basing on the fact that it's like Katie Holmes is a better actress than her. I like just based on just appeal. Like you know, if there's gonna be like a struggle between these two dudes about this girl, I think I would. Much rather watch two dudes fight over Katie Holmes than Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. You know, man. You know, Katie Holmes got a lot of flack because, like, she wasn't bad, but she just looked. She looks too young to play the part. Yeah. Even though she wasn't that young when she was in it, uh, you know, there was a lot going against her at the time. Uh, uh, you know, when it came out, especially because it was like at the height of like Tom Cruise and her hysteria. Yeah. But like, you know, I much would have preferred her being there. Strapped to that bomb. And no I would one would ever say that again. Not more if it was her. So to put a bow on this week's podcast, I want to see since Lewis is not going to be on next week. Me, you, and I can discuss the TV shows. However, let's have fun in two weeks. The next topic for the three of us to, to decipher will be guilty pleasures. <laughs> oh my god, oh, this is going to be fun. So we'll do our top ten guilty pleasures. And you are probably gonna have the best list. I, yeah. I. Uh, mean. I mean, I have some doozies on here, so I mean, I, I already have a list, so I know. I'm actually, I, I'm pretty curious to see what your guilty pleasures are. I, I have some doozies on here, so. Here go. I, I think um, mine are mostly like really bad '90s teen movies. Yeah. <laughs> you love those teen movies. Like, she's all that cruel intentions. I'm gonna spoiler two of them. That's gonna be on there. <laughs> Speaking of spoilers, before we go. I put up this week on the site top ten franchises of all time. I just want to touch on number one. I I would hope you guys agree. Do you guys agree Star Wars is the greatest film franchise of all time? Uh, or Fast and the Furious? I'm just kidding. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, just me. 
No, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. Just wondering because I, I get the whole Marvel thing and I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Well, Marvel is more, I, I see that more as a company instead of like a film franchise. Well, I mean, you, MCU is a whole Yeah, no, no, but you know, I, I see that as like Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, like different franchises within one entity. Yeah, I get you. And then this week on the site, look out for reviews. Actually, look out for a feature on Bates Motel since the series finale is tomorrow from Gaius. I know. What's your, what's your uh, bad reel ode this week? I'm, I'm piggybacking off my last week and I'm doing Bird- Birdemic 2. I don't know if anybody read that first article, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, that movie was a struggle to get through, man. We oh, and there'll be a review up for uh, Unforgettable tomorrow. Um, and then yeah, that's where that's where I was going. Guys, review for the for the cinematic masterpiece, the Unforgettable. Cinematic masterpiece. We talked on Friday, and we were talking about it. He was like, "Oh, the reviews aren't as bad." He said he sent me a variety. Was it a Variety G? Was Variety it a- and Hollywood Reporter. Okay, Variety gave it a good review, and then Hollywood Reporter was like mixed. And I was like, "Oh, well, those are two like." Very reputable, like. <laughs> and then uh, guys, yo. and then he saw it. <laughs> and what'd you think, guys? Give us a quick little glimpse. It's, <laughs> it's pretty awful, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like I was telling uh, Dave earlier, I was trying to figure out what to give it because the acting isn't bad. Like they actually, for a movie where, and I know it sucks when like you want the movie to be campy and kind of like it, it should be campy and over the top, but the two leads, like Kevin Heigl and Rosario Dawson, play things so straight. And you like, I feel like they think they're in a better movie than what they're in, and they are actually very good in it. It just sucks that everything around them is just fucking hot. I'm, g- I'm going to like, guess. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take a guess that the movie is about ex ex is jealous of ex's husband ex boyfriend's new bay and new girl. ex. Yeah. yeah, and an ex-wife wants to make New Bay jealous. Or oh, that sounds like a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, and she pulls she pulls things from New Bay's past to make it more complicated for I, her. I read <laughs> in a review, which cracked me up, seeing as like we basically work on the website and stuff. Apparently, she's a retired blog writer. Rosario, she is. What is? Dude, she looks. She's like thirty something years old. What, what retired? And guess and guess what? She doesn't have. Even though she's a retired blog writer, she does not have any form of social media. She doesn't have Facebook. They make it a big thing about how her character doesn't have social media. Pretty hard like, to run a Captain successful Heigl, blog without social media. Exactly. So when Captain Heigl, oh sorry, I'm, no one's gonna see the movie. So like when Captain Heigl is like <laughs> trying to find out stuff about her, like that's her first avenue she goes through, and like. Like you, I can't believe that someone who wrote a blog for a living, like, did not have like a Facebook, like, not even a bare bones Facebook. But no, she so prides herself. So apparently, she just got lucky with the success of her blog. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and she didn't have to like promote <laughs> yeah, at all. <laughs> so for <laughs> that's too funny. So for that, um, where can they find you guys? Uh, I'm uh, Lewis the designer, L U I S the designer on Instagram and Twitter. Could uh, hit me up on that uh, with comments about the episode. I'd love to hear from the audience. G and I'm Gaius, and you can find me on G Reels. It's G underscore R E E L Z. Uh, I do like cross promoting for this site and my own stuff, and you can watch, listen to me talk about more bad TV that. Awesome. These guys don't like. <laughs> I am on Gonzo underscore Mania, and also on Real Talking underscore, and on Real Chronicles on Instagram, and Twitter. It is Real Talking, 
underscore and on Facebook as well. Yeah, email us, guys. We, we want to hear from you guys. We want to read some emails on the show. Awesome. So for Especially about Friday. <laughs> <laughs> about Friday, yes. Especially about the Friday trilogy. And, I fast, and the Fast and Furious. Awesome. So they're amazing. <laughs> for David. Lewis. Guys. See you at the movies, kids. Have a great week. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real. Thank you.